Trek to Home with Phoenix and Stu. What happens when a Trekkie and a Hoovian get together with a mission to convert each other? Find out as Phoenix and Stu take it in turns to show off episodes of Star Trek and Doctor Who, all with the aim of getting each other to love their show. Experience the highs and lows of each series and come with us for the ride as we travel from Trek to Who. Hello, everybody that's listening. I really appreciate you tuning in. My name is Stu. And I'm Phoenix. And welcome to episode three of Trek to Who. Finally, we are blasting into a wormhole or very near to a wormhole. In fact... We're going to go to a space station that's parked just outside a wormhole. Not sure how the physics of that work, why they're not being sucked in constantly. But maybe we can find that out in today's episode. What have we got today, Phoenix? Well, we are going straight into Series 4 of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. An episode called Rejoined, with a whole load of different themes all going on in the same episode. There's a lot to take in this week. Why did you want to show me this episode? It's one of my favourites from Deep Space Nine. It's not my favourite Trek series at all by a long stretch, but there were some really, really good episodes within it, and Rejoined is top of my list. Okay, do you want to tell me anything more about it, or is it going to be a surprise? Um, I can tell you a little bit. There's okay. um, a sort of theme of forbidden love, and you have a little bit more of a backstory for the character Jadzia Dax. And a little bit of interwoven themes of taboo and different cultures and different ethics wound into the episode. Okay, I haven't seen any Star Trek Deep Space Nine, I think. I, I can, I've seen bits... I recognise what a Ferengi is when I watched uh, Star Trek Voyager because Harry was getting harassed by a Ferengi in the bar. Yes. Uh, so I recognise what a Ferengi is, but I don't know what the characters are. I don't know who they are. I don't know their relationships with each other. I know Worf, because who doesn't know Worf? Oh, I know, right? <laughs> exactly. It's very hard to miss Worf. He's like a giant of Star Trek, literally. He's like seven mm. feet tall and uh, very imposing. Uh, but apart from Worf, I, um, who's the captain? Benjamin Sisko. Sisko. Ah, that... Okay, uh, wait, uh, that's Enterprise. <laughs> yeah, it's not Scott Bakula. It is... Uh, uh, Avery, Avery Brooks. Brooks. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Avery Brooks. Uh, good actor, very intense. Yeah, He's uh, okay. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can bring to the role. Uh, is he in the episode a lot, or is it not a him episode? It's not an episode that focuses on him. He does feature in it, but the main focus of the episode is Jadzia Dax, okay. who is a trill. A trill. Yes. Okay. Uh, we'll exp- I'll explain a bit more as the episode <laughs> goes on while we're watching it, because it's easier to explain while she's on screen and while you're seeing what's going on than it is to try and explain it without that kind of visual input. All right, then. If you want to follow along with us watching Rejoined, is that it? It If you want to follow along with us watching Rejoined, then please find it however you want to. Is it on Paramount Plus or Hulu or Netflix? Maybe um, streaming, if that's the way forward, watch it. 
We've got the DVDs. I bought them especially, and I bought them here to Phoenix's lovely house, and I managed not to fall asleep this week. Yeah. So I'm ready for this one. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to open the DVD, and we're going to watch an episode from Season 4. It's called Rejoined, and we're going to have a supercut of our best bits from the episode and our reactions to it as we're watching it. If you want to skip over that and skip over that, join us for the end. Uh, but if not, enjoy it, watch along with us, and we'll see you after we've watched it. It's an egg. Causes a trick, but how did she do it? On my way, Benjamin. Don't worry, Corp. Okay, so that is Dax. Yes, that's Jadzia Dax. Jadzia Dax. So is Dax like a... A species, or is Dax a... She's, she's a trill. The Dax is the symbiont, which okay. live inside the trill host. Okay. And they will live in multiple hosts throughout their lifespan, which is why Jadzia mentions about previous hosts in conversation, because the oh. Dax holds all the memories, so she has memories from the other hosts when she was saying in the Dax symbiont. When she was saying previous hosts, I thought she meant that someone hosted her, you know, like she, uh, she went around no, no, no. someone else's house. Symbiont thing. It's a symbiont thing. See, I don't know. The techniques for creating artificial wormholes. Oh, it's the captain. Mm-hmm. And I've agreed to let them use the device. He's got a very shiny head. <laughs> so the Dax symbiont lived in a different, in several different bodies prior, oh. and one of those bodies was married to Lenara. Wow. But of course all the feelings and memories still live inside Jadzia because they live in the Dax symbiont, which is why she still knows who it is and everything. So the host is like a shell. Yes. Oh, that's a weird way of thinking about things, isn't it? Mm. Deep space now. This is our strategic operations officer. It's been a long time. Yes, it has. Well, they recognise each other then. I mean, I know that Jadzia knows about Lenara, but... Lenara can see. Lenara only, I think, only knew then because she was introduced as Dax. Right. I know her. She used to be my wife. There we go. She used to be my wife. And all that just before the credits as well. That's yeah. a full episode, that is. <laughs> this is after they slightly jazzed up the credit sequence a little bit, music-wise. It was a bit duller in the first couple of seasons. And then they added this, the sort of, I don't know, zhuzhed it up a little bit, ever so slightly. Not as good as Voyager's music. Did Wolf join in season four? Mm-hmm. Ah, I'm gonna have to go back and watch when he joined. Mm. I bet that was awkward as hell. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> he's so used to being with the, his chums and mm. everything else, and now he's suddenly in this space station, and the only person he knows is blinking Miles O'Brien, mm. you know? Is the only person like, hello, I'm here to report. And the only person I know is this Irish twit <laughs> in engineering. Ah, but that Irish twit is indispensable on Deep Space Nine with his engineering knowledge. See, I don't know this. He's just a transporter chief on the yeah. Enterprise, but in Deep Space Nine, he's like the chief engineer. I bet he has he's loads deep, of stories. He's, he's Deep Space Nine's Georgie LaForge, or Blood of Torres, basically. Was named Leela, right? I think so. Leela Dax, that's right. Sorry. Audric, Tarias, Duran, Curzon, and then eventually Jadzia. My word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But of course, in those days, she wasn't Lenara. 
no, it's going to be that simple. So it was a different Dax host and a different Khan host that were married. But it's the symbionts that still have the memories of both, which is why they still harbour the feelings. Wow, um, I feel like I need an encyclopedia to understand all this. <laughs> this is complicated. You've learned to be in the deep end with this one, Phoenix. It's because of some of the themes within it as well. It's that whole forbidden love thing and stuff like that. My word. It's quite an interesting one because of the themes it portrays. That's teaching that. Next time I'm going to put a rabbit out of you. I can think of it like Yeah, but you're not allowed to go back and have a relationship with the previous host's spouse, as they're saying. Uh, Trill, the species, they sort of, they frown upon it. A lot. Yeah, I can tell that. So you see, even if Dax does harbour feelings for Lara, she can't take that risk. For John and Trill, nothing is more important than to protect the life of the symbiote. Nothing. Wow. Okay, that is seriously messed up. Mm. That is. It, it's like the shell doesn't matter. Who you are now matters not. It only matters. Literally, the thing inside you. Yeah, pretty is much. The only thing. As soon as the symbiont is joined to a trill, the the um the symbiont is the main priority. So whenever a, a a trill host dies, they will take the symbiont and join it to another host. So the symbiont lives on. They're they're basically they're sacred to the trill. These symbionts. Okay, I'm not sure if anybody's ever going to pick up on this, but surely there's only X amount of trill around so eventually you're gonna go around in a circle um well no obviously they procreate so there will always be more trill being born and, and, and whatever but also not every trill is suitable for joining oh, they have this whole yeah. test thing um kind of thing going on where they assess their suitability for joining and some trill are told no you're not suitable because if they've got certain personality traits that aren't desirable that kind of thing it can affect the symbiont because the symbiont will pick up on all of that no it couldn't be that simple see wharf in the background there yeah <laughs> it's very hard not to no no it really. kind of takes up the entire background <laughs> oh, i'm wharf i am the star trek base i am the background but I suppose we should load up our plates, since the whole room is watching us. <laughs> the whole room is watching. Or I suppose we could throw ourselves at each other, profess our undying love for each other, and complete disregard for true society. Oh, Lenara, you mix. Well, the temptation's there, but... Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It looks like... Well, okay, apart from that look there. Okay, now she's just staring at her bum they've caught each other's eye again you can yeah. tell the connections there the connections this whole there reassociation thing comes up much 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 later again um, towards the end of the final season as well um, because of Dax I don't want to give away too many spoilers at this point but, but it there up again. it looked like Lenara was more into it than Jadzia was yes because Jadzia was like yes I'm, I'm just going to pretend you didn't say that and Anara is just like we could throw ourselves at each other mm, we could no, do exactly. that mm. our souls are burning can't you feel it 
and you know Jodhia like Lenara please you know in that no exactly but then they kind of got thrown out the window because she was checking her ass out (laughs) at the end I have recalibration in my quarters it might solve problems I'll have someone bring it here oh I need a break anyway don't leave them alone with each other don't do that you (laughs) idiot don't panic yet could just be transdated failure it happens all the time but yes, move your body closer to mine. <laughs> I'm not panicking. That's just my heart rate. <laughs> Makes you wonder how they do her makeup. Do they just stamp on her with a trainer full of mud? <laughs> there you it, go. Take, it would take several hours because um, technically those spots go all the way down. All the way down. So very late dinner. How can you tell? She said 2200. Oh, I just thought you meant you looked outside the window. And I'm just like, how can you tell? It's space. No, she said 2200, which is 10 pm in military time. It is. I sometimes eat at 9, 10. Sometimes I'm in bed. But sometimes I'm like, I, I can't, I don't fancy anything at, what, earlier. Yeah, I know. So I, I. You've also got to take into account their shift patterns as well. Yes. Like your partner's shift pattern. He has lunch at half ten in the morning. Yes. So, but he does work a very grueling physical job. You know, he's a well, gardener, yes. so. No, he wasn't that bad, really. I tend to exaggerate with Dr. Bashir is falling, falling asleep. He's bored because all they're doing is talking about each other and themselves. He'll start snoring in a minute, turning into me. Yes, you can fall asleep in the middle of a crowded restaurant. I prove it. I remember talking to him about my wanting to study theoretical quantum physics. That's right. In Burbage, Dr. Bashir. Oh, I'm on my way. Um, I'm sorry. Um, I must go duty calls. That's all right. Thanks for coming. Don't leave them alone, you idiot. (laughs) Don't do that. Keeps happening, doesn't it? Uh Uh-oh. That's that's her... Head of the science, isn't it? One of the um, other trill that the company has. Point five. Lieutenant Commander Warp reporting. Thank you. I'm so proud. Oh, look how close they are. Mm. what he was in you know saying the wrong thing wanting to say the right thing and not finding the right words Mm -hmm. and inadvertently upsetting somebody and then storming off and thinking oh goodness sake unfortunately it does happen it does he thinks that there's something going on between us I thought I'd gotten over you it's been so long and so much has happened and now I know I haven't. This was quite controversial at the time that it aired because you didn't have many on-screen lesbian kisses on mainstream television at the time. Does it count? If any. Does it count? If it, you know, it's not lesbian, it's kind of 
trans. That's what they were trying to play it off as, yes. I mean, on the surface, it's a lesbian kiss. They're both anatomically female, but the, the feelings that they have was because of a male host that the Dax symbiont was in who was married to a f- former female host of the Khan symbiont. Yeah. So but, I, I, uh, I would yeah. say it's... Uh, yeah, yeah, wow. It is confusing, but it's, it's kind of worth it. Exile. I know what Curzon used to say. Exile, is it worth it? You'd be with the one and you love, but that's it. Once you die, that's it. It's so hard to put it into words. It's just as ready to throw away everything with a person I love. It's a toss up between the machine inside you almost. It's very it's not loving. The the symbiont doesn't believe in love. It just believes in moving on from host to host. Whereas the host is capable of falling in love and getting married and having all of these connections. Yeah. But as soon as the host dies, the symbiote just moves on. It doesn't It doesn't care about it, love. I don't think it's that it doesn't care. It's that it needs these hosts to survive. Oh, well, yeah. But it, and it brings its memories with it into each host. Yes. But I just see it more... Do you do what's right in society, or do you follow your heart? That's exactly the struggle that they are going through, yes. That is exactly right. And basically, they're trying to make out that it's never okay to follow your heart. You've got to do what you've been trained to do, kind of thing. And the symbiont always comes first, which is exactly what they are trained to do. So that wormhole was not coherent enough for the probe. Bad wormhole. Bad wormhole. Go in the corner. They're grounded. Dr. Khan's down in the engine room. And that's where Judzi is heading. Well, that is true love. Mm-hmm. Risking your life like that. But the thing you've also got to think of is it's not necessarily purely their feelings either. As you said, it's the it's the hosts. Because, uh, sorry, the symbionts' feelings more because they've already had the connection with, with each other through the previous hosts. Analyzing the telemetry from the probe alone will probably take months. Probably. Why not do the work here with me? With you. The two of us together, you, you know what that would mean. I know exactly what that would mean. But I think it's worth the price. Everyone is trying to look out for us. Protect us from ourselves. But in the end, all that matters is how we feel and what we do about it. Because either way, we're the ones who have to live with the consequences. That's the tricky part, though, isn't it? This went in a bit of a different direction. You thought they were actually going to well, stick together and, and take the exile and Yeah, well, I, I thought that Lenara was more into it than Jadzia was. But over time, it seems that it shifted to be yeah, the other way opposite. around. Yeah, opposite, yeah. 
Jadzia really wanting it, and Alara's thinking of her home on Trill. And her but, work and her family. But I've got to say, I'll ask the question, would Jadzia be as forceful for them getting back together if they were both on Trill? Probably not. With In Jadzia's case, she's the only Trill member of the crew on Deep Space Nine, as, as far as I can remember. She doesn't really have much to do with her family or anything like that so exile would be easy for her it would be because she's technically already in exile because she hardly ever goes back to Trill anyway she's on Deep Space Nine but for Lenara she lives on Trill still so completely different scenario it is different circumstances and sometimes that does happen in real life circumstances will keep people from being together yes even if they really want to be yeah things like distance or class or something like that Family and tension. Family even. tension. Exactly. If you if you try to come out to your parents, mm-hmm. and your parents are like really hostile, mm-hmm. that would prevent you from maybe that. Would, oh, that's the end of the episode. Yeah. So because Lenara did indeed leave, Lenara. but yet that's exactly why I wanted to show this particular episode because those themes that hold the theme of of love, of whether or not you can actually pursue that particular relationship. Um, laws and taboos from different cultures and societies all those kind of themes intertwined in the one episode for me makes this one of my favorites from deep space nine oh it makes you think I it's mean, very deep we, we've it? said a lot during this uh, during during this supercut we've said a lot mm-hmm. uh but yeah it is uh the only thing i can liken it to is trying to come out to your parents yes. your parents not liking it and you feeling a strong pull to, let's say you're living with your parents still, mm. you're an adolescent growing up, and you decide to brave it and come out, and they don't like it. They're, you know, they're really anti-gay, anti-lesbian, anti-trans, whatever. And because you live with that, you are unable to pursue what you feel inside because of... Uh, your outside uh, pressures yes. and your outside influences. So not being out, not feeling comfortable enough to bring a potential partner home because yeah. of the way your parents feel about you and your sexuality and things like that is, is a, a good example, definitely. And um, there are plenty of other examples out there that could be used, but I completely understand why you went for that one and I completely agree with it too. But that was, again, the whole reason why I chose that particular episode for this time because there is a lot to talk about with it. You can go quite in-depth, and I think the listeners as well can pick up their own thoughts and feelings from those themes, and maybe they'll you know, agree with what we've said. Maybe they'll have thought of something else that we may have missed, um, which, of course, they can get in touch with us anyway. We'll, we'll go through all that a bit later. Of course. And, um, yeah, it's just one of those things that makes it one of my favourite episodes of Deep Space Nine. I'm not surprised that was a brilliant episode. Okay, we're going to give our rating out of 10 and say things we liked about it, things we didn't like about it, if any, and do our sum up. Ooh, wow. <laughs> okay, you... you mm, mm-hmm. I wasn't joking, was I, about the <laughs> amount of information to take in? Holy dense Death Star, Batman. Um, that's a... <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, wow, there's so much to take in. Ah, I mean, I suppose the most important question at the moment is, what did you think of the episode? Did you enjoy it? I did. It flew by. 
I was watching it with you, and it just zipped by. All the scenes fed into each other. There wasn't any padding. Exactly. Everything just went zip, 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 like that. And then it was, I think I said at the end, oh, it's the end credits. Yes. (laughs) It's already. I wasn't expecting it. It was like halfway through. I thought, no. Is that it? I mean, for me, it was interesting. It was also kind of heartbreaking in a way. Yes. Uh, But it was very gripping. It kept you sort of interested in it because there was always something happening and as you said there was no sort of filler or padding it was all relevant to the story even what we could consider padding the doctor uh, bits were intertwined yes. so it wasn't padding at all you know everything either had Dax in the scene or it had Lenara in the scene or, or they, it, were they were talking about the characters. about Lenara or Dax and so it all it was all Every scene moved the story forward. Exactly. Like the scene with Kira and Dr. Bashir talking about how it's taboo to have a reassociation with a previous host's spouse and things like that, and it being against Trill society and how you can be exiled for getting into that and um, giving into those feelings, as well as the fact that Jadzia was willing to take that risk, but Lanara wasn't. Hence the heartbreaking part when Lanara actually left and Dax was very upset about that. Um, and I suppose as we were saying during the episode, it would have been easier for Dax to accept the whole exile thing because she doesn't really see her family. She already works on Deep Space Nine. She hardly ever goes back to Trill, so it wouldn't actually affected that much apart from the fact that obviously the Dax symbiont would die with her should she die um, thankfully we, as we found out from that episode she didn't go down that road in the end and therefore wasn't put into exile and was, it wasn't found out on Trill that she did anything that she shouldn't or anything like that but in a way you could sort of it's like when you think you've still got feelings for your own ex <laughs> and, you're, and you're battling with yourself as to whether or not to go back down that road again if you know what I mean. That's the kind of vibe I got from it. Um, and how, actually, it's not a good idea to go back with an ex. They're an ex for a reason, if you know what I mean. I know it's somewhat different because the the two physical beings stood there having this relationship weren't the original hosts of both symbionts. So it was... Uh, Jadzia wasn't the host at the time of this marriage and neither was Lenara. So it was sort of... They were just having the memories and the emotions from their symbionts because of the past lives. All right, I've got a bit of question for you then. If any of your exes, if any of their personalities were transplanted into a new body, but they were the still... You could still see the essence of them, like Lenara could with Dax and Dax could with Lenara, would you think back to all the people you've been out with? Mm. Would you ever go for uh, one of your exes again. I know you've got your partner here, so this is a bit weird. Um, <laughs> partner, say hello. Hello. There you go. I don't, you know, he's not me. He's over there. <laughs> uh, he's, but, um, he's literally over there, sitting no, next to him. Uh, I know what you're trying to say. But would you, if any of your exes had a new body, but they've still got the essence of the ex inside them, 
would you go back with any of them? Highly unlikely, because 90% of the time it was a personality problem and not a looks problem that caused the breakup. And therefore, no, I probably wouldn't go back down that road again. Besides, I'm happy where I am. Oh, I could almost hear the relief flooding from the other side of the room. <laughs> it's just like, oh, he's like holding his breath there. Um, uh, I've barely been out with anybody, as you know. So it's not... I. Would I go out with my one true, you know, one girlfriend that I've had before? No, no. I've had I've had a mistake, and I've had a girlfriend. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's basically my romantic history. <laughs> I wouldn't go out with any of them again. I, yeah, I was in yeah. love with my first girlfriend. I can admit that. Uh, that took me a long time to get over her. When she dumped me, I was still in university, and I messed up a job interview because of that. And. Um, well, it sent me to where I am now, so would I change it? No, because I'm happy where I am at the minute. I'm content where yeah. I am right now. got a lovely place. Um, I've got people that support me, people that look after me, and people that, you know, want to be around me, and I'm with you guys, um, and I'm able to do this. That's why I'm a great believer in everything happens for a reason. Yes. Because, as, as you said, you wouldn't be where you, where you are now. No. Had you not gone through that, same with me. I wouldn't be where I am now if I hadn't have gone through all of the the difficult patches that I've been through in my life. And in a way, the, the, the same you can actually compare that to the life of a trill with the symbiont because each host takes on memories and feelings from the symbiont from past hosts. So they wouldn't be who they are now had they not been joined with the symbiont. So in a way, that actually links in to the episode as one of the themes of like being who you are and actually trying to work out if it's really you that's feeling that or a past self that's feeling that as Jazir said um, in, in, in the episode it may it may have been a previous host that had those feelings but she feels those feelings same with Lanara and that's because they're going to get from the symbiont so is there anything about the episode you disliked you are the trekker disliked um, yeah I know we... Okay, let's do it in our usual positivity sandwich. What's the couple of things you loved being the Trek fan in the room? I think the acting in general and the storytelling involved in the story actually worked really, really well. And the fact that it flows so well from one part to the next without sort of jumping around too much, I thought was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I agree with that. What I wasn't keen on were the other Trill characters that were in it, other than the main two. Because they, to me, seemed a bit underhanded, a bit sort of, you know, scheming and nosy. Like if you're um, publishing a relationship on Facebook and they're like the two that are commenting, oh, no, you shouldn't be with them, or, oh, no, you sure you're doing the right thing? You know, like the whole keyboard warrior type thing. That's the vibe I got from them. So that was what I disliked about it. Other than that, there wasn't much at all that I disliked from that episode. As I said, the acting was good, the storytelling was good. Um, the number of characters that they had in it that weren't normal crew wasn't too much. So they had the three trill. And anything more than that for this story may have been a bit overload. But they had just the right number. Um, Worf still made an appearance, albeit brief and very awkward, because that's just Worf. Um, but I was actually really glad when he came into Deep Space Nine, because in my opinion, it got a lot better after he came in. 
and uh, that also ties in with um, Jadzia later in the series. I won't give any spoilers, but uh, yeah. Right. Uh, things I loved about the episode, I loved the twisty turniness of it because mm. I kind of got wrong-footed a bit because I thought Lenara was more into the relationship than Dax was and it turned on its head in the last part of the episode where Dax was literally begging her to stay on Deep Space Nine and Lenara just went, no, I'm, I, I can't, I've got to go back and she rejected Dax for the last time. Um, I'm assuming Lenara doesn't come back. No. So yeah, last time then. And yeah... That was heartbreaking. But I love the the way it kind of twist and turn. I love the characters. I know this wasn't a real Deep Space Nine character episode. I'm guessing there's more of them that explore the characters of the space station. Yeah. Uh, but I love the what glimpses we got. Um, we didn't get much of Miles, but we got a no. little bit. We got even less of Miles than we did of Worf. There was one scene of Miles, and that was it. He was gone. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, I love the little character touches. The Doctor is so suave and sophisticated. Yeah, in in, in a way he is, yes. He's, he, like, he's a very well-portrayed character. Hello, I am Dr. Bashir. I am very suave. I am very sophisticated. And I am very gooey. He is a very, very good character. Very... Um, very well played. To be fair, it, it, the characters, all the characters in yes. Deep Space Nine are played very well. They do have depth. Um, unfortunately, we didn't have Odo in the episode. No, I know really. that. So, um, yeah, I it, that. that was a bit unfortunate because he's one of my favourite characters from Deep Space Nine. But Jadzia is my other favourite character. She is a phenomenal... Her, her actress is a phenomenal actress. The storylines that Jadzia is mixed up in throughout the series have been very, very gripping. And in general, I think she's one of the strongest characters they've got. Uh, I'd have to say that, is it Quark that's the bartender? Yes, the Ferengi oh, bartender. Oh, he's hilarious, him. isn't he? Oh, he's so, oh, he it, was so funny. It reminds me of an annoying younger brother. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was so funny in this one. Uh, I might change my mind <laughs> if I watch more, Ugh. but... I, I warmed to Quark because he was trying to get his head around the different hosts and the symbiotes. Yeah, exactly, and, listing them all. And, and he was and he was like the audience trying to like, what the hell's going on here? Exactly. And that, that kind of added the realism to it. Like, they're just as confused as we are, if you know what I mean, with, with listening to that and trying to get it straight. I mean, I still can never remember the order of all the different hosts and everything like that. But to be honest, you don't really need to either. It was only really relevant on occasional episodes because there are a couple of other episodes that revolve around the Trill and their hosts and the Dax's previous hosts and things like that but for the most part you don't really need to know and the bits that are relevant for the episode they kind of spoon feed to you anyway so what about the kiss back when this originally aired you didn't see a lot of same sex kissing on television and their boulders brass in the episode was technically a lesbian kiss it was despite the fact i mean you could technically say that it wasn't if you're thinking of the previous hosts because the dax host that was married to the khan host at the time was a male and a female so it was a traditional heterosexual marriage but because the host is in a female body now in both cases so although it was two females technically in their minds they weren't but, so it's confusing, but also controversial at the same time. Yeah, but you get a normal person in America 
they just tune in, they flick across to whatever station it was on at the time and they just go they flick in with the remote control and they just uh, they switch from ABCD CNN to NBC whatever and they're going through the channels and they finally find this episode and it lands upon the kiss and you're going to get people that are going to say hell no you know not on my TV and mm. they're going to write to their congressman they're going to write to their senator and they're going to really petition up the ass to get that scene removed from TV and mm. to have Star Trek uh, pay a penalty for airing a lesbian kiss. I know what it was like for Ellen. You know the comedian Ellen? Yes. Before she was cancelled in the late 90s, it was a big thing for her to say the words, I'm gay. Mm. And now she, oh, yeah. she was playing a character on her own sitcom called Ellen. And her character was called Ellen. In the previous storyline, she'd been set up with blokes. She'd been set up with guys and they hadn't worked out. And she was on a mixer and about to give a presentation and she leans across, there's a microphone, and she leans across and it beams it to the entire auditorium. She says, I'm gay. And that was a huge thing. It was on the cover of TV Guide. It was on the cover of loads of newspapers. Ellen comes out. Mm. And that was controversial. There was no kiss yet, I don't think. I think it was just the words, I'm gay. Yeah. And that was controversial. controversial. And then then when you take into account that they actually had the kiss in Star Trek, I mean, for me, I think it was great that they did that because not only was it representation and sort of normalising those kind of feelings, but it was also like they were determined to go against the grain. They were determined to say, you know what? No, we are going to show this. It's relevant to our story. It's relevant in general. There are going to be people out there that relate to it. Let's just go ahead and do it. Yeah, I agree. And I'm glad they did. Yes, I'm all for the kiss. It was a great way to show that those two just couldn't stay away from each other and the the symbionts were overpowering the hosts. Mm. It cemented the whole love theme, especially forbidden love as well, because not only the fact that there were now two women at this point, um, in the same way that even in the real world now, there were still some places that it's illegal to be homosexual or... Things like that, which even in this day and age I feel is wrong. But it sort of, again, it links in because even back then it was showing that whole thing with different societies have different ways of doing things. And just because it doesn't fit in with how you do things doesn't make it wrong. All right, then it's time to rank this episode out of 10 because I'm the one that ranks the Trek episodes and Phoenix is the one that ranks the Doctor Who episodes when they come up. And we both rank the songs when we get asked to do songs. I think that's yes. fair. We do yeah. that. So my ranking out of 10. What did I give the, the pilot? I think I gave that like an 8 or something, didn't I? Something like something that, like, I think. Yeah. I can't remember off so the top of my head. If, uh, if uh, Voyager's pilot is an 8 because it introduces everything, this one is a 7.5. It's confusing, Ooh. but I love the fact that it focused on forbidden love and I love the fact that it made me think and I loved what little characters we had. It would go up a half a point or maybe a point, maybe an 8.5 if they integrated the other characters of Deep Space Nine into their story a bit more. Yeah, but I, I understand. It was too... I understand why they didn't. Yeah. Because it was important for the story itself to play mm. out as the main focus of the episode, the only focus of the episode. Yeah. It was important for that story to get its spotlight. But I just wish that we had Odo and wish we had 
other Ferengis and I wish we had other... It was a space station, but it was almost like only four people were on it. In a yeah, way. I know what you mean. Yeah. I can't wait to find out what Star Trek episode you've got next for me, Phoenix. Uh, the, the two you've showed me recently have been amazing. So hopefully the one you choose next is going to blow me away. I'm hoping so. I'm going to take a little bit of time deciding which one because I want to make sure I still pick an equally good one. But there will be some times where I deliberately pick one that the fans think is bad just to see how we go with it. I'm looking forward to that because the Doctor Who episode I showed you last time was Mm. one that the fans had deemed bad when it was shown. Mm. They deemed that embarrassing. Uh, Bonnie Langford screaming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the fact that Ray wasn't the companion at the end. She just walked off or or rode off on the motorcycle. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, personally, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. But um, I can see why they thought that because some of the acting on that one was a little bit wooden and a little bit stiff. Shout out to Delta. Yeah. Hope, you're, hope, uh-huh. you're, hope the actress is doing well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> however she is now. Right, the next Doctor Who episode we're doing, the next episode, is from the late 60s. It's a massive six episodes, I think. Ooh. So we're going to be there for a long time. And it is the enemy of the world. Ooh. A benefactor isn't what he seems. See? So they think he's good. He's the only one that can go above. There's a subterranean level where he keeps slaves. Oh, ah, yeah, that makes me think of Caretaker with Voyager, with the whole um, the Caretaker and how the Akumpa live underground, and he's supplying everything they need to survive and things like that, and how they can't go above ground because I mean it's for different reasons they can't go above ground, but yeah, in a way that kind of ties in. So I'm actually looking forward to seeing that and. I might make a bit of a comparison between the two because of the similar kind of storyline. Are you okay with black and white? Yes. Good, because yep, you yep. haven't got a choice. No, that's fine. <laughs> black and white's fine. It's a Patrick Troughton episode. It's the second ever Doctor. We've got great companions. It's brilliant, I think. It's one of my absolute favourites. It's in my top five favourite Doctor Who episodes ever. And that's 13, 14 Doctors now and counting. Wow, I'm looking forward to it, definitely. So, hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, I'm on Instagram as Mundane Insane. And I am Burning underscore Phoenix 89. Phoenix spelt with a Y, because I'm weird. Okay, weird. You're also on Twitter. Dragons289, yes. And you can also get in touch via email, trektowho at gmail.com. That's T-R-E-K-T-O-W-H-O at gmail.com and I uh, hope you're doing well whatever you're doing stay warm stay safe uh, don't do anything we wouldn't do and we will see you next time for Doctor Who bye bye for now <laughs>